My girlfriend is pissed that I, a 29-year-old male, gave my ex, who's a 28-year-old female, money, even though it was for my 5-year-old son. I'm being told two different things, and I would like some insight. Carrie is my ex-girlfriend. She and I have a 5-year-old son together. Even though she and I couldn't make things work between us, we do our best to co-parent, and next week is our son's spring break. Normally, I would have him that week, but I'm not able to get off of work, and when I told Carrie this, she was disappointed, but but she understood. So to make up for it, I offered to pay for her and my son to go someplace for that week. And Carrie talked to him and decided on Harry Potter World at Universal Studios. It's only a couple of hours drive away, so we agreed. I wrote a check to Carrie. Obviously, I would not be able to make a check out to my son because he's five years old and doesn't have a bank account for the cost of tickets and a hotel. And even though she said I didn't have to, I added some extra for food and souvenirs. What's the point of going to a fun place if you have to eat only peanut butter jelly sandwiches and can't bring anything back with you, right? I made a record of it in my ledger and thought that was that. This is where my girlfriend Anna comes in. Anna and I have been together for nine months. We don't live together, but she spends a lot of time in my house and I spend a lot of time at hers. Yesterday while she was over, we got into a fight because she saw my ledger and saw that I wrote a check to Carrie. I explained what it was for and Anna said that there was no excuse for me giving her that much money on top of the child support that I pay, especially since it was higher than the cost of tickets and a hotel. And if it was really for my son, why did I record that I made that check out to Carrie? Then Anna said she's sick of me constantly giving money to Carrie on top of the child support. I do sometimes give money to Carrie, but it's definitely not constantly. And it's only when my son needs something, not just for her to go shopping. Like a few weeks ago, my son wanted to sign up for soccer day camp over the summer, but Carrie had to say no because she wasn't going to have the money by the time it would be due. And she mentioned it to me, so I offered to pay it. It was only $75, or when my son was outgrowing his bed, instead of making him wait while she saved, I just bought him a new one. It was from Ikea, so not expensive. Things like that. The one time since we broke up that I did personally give Carrie money was when she needed help on medical bills. She doesn't have health insurance and was in the hospital with an infection, so I paid half the bill. If I recall correctly, I paid like $240, and I paid them directly. But that was before I was even with Anna. And I still consider that to be for my son because Carrie is his primary caretaker. And if she's not healthy, then that upsets his routine. But Anna brought that up too and threw it in my face. Now to be clear, Anna and I have been discussing moving in together, but no plans have been made and we do not combine our finances. Anna says I'm enabling Carrie to be irresponsible with money that I'm prioritizing Carrie over her. I would say if I'm prioritizing anyone, it's my son. I'm not going to be prideful and refuse to give my ex money that would benefit my son. I pay child support monthly, but things happen and I have the means, whereas Carrie struggles a little. And Carrie has always shown me receipts and stuff. I trust her, but I guess it just gives her peace of mind, whatever floats her boat. So it's not like she's telling me she needs money for my son and then spending it on herself. She'd never do something like that. I told Anna that my son comes first and if Carrie needs help with him in any way, then I will do it if I can. She said that my son would not suffer for not going to Harry Potter World and that I was just paying because I felt guilty about having to go to work. Then she accused me of still loving Carrie. I guess I'll always have a special place for her because we have a child together, but I definitely don't love her. I mentioned this to my mom, not the fight with Anna, but the Harry Potter world thing and asked if I was in the wrong. 
She said no, and that I was nice to treat my son. Then Anna tells me I wouldn't be wrong to treat my son, but the amount that I give Carrie was way too much. I don't really know what to think. Maybe Anna would have a point if our finances were combined, but they're not. Does anyone have any insight? I love Anna, but I feel like the underlying reason is she feels I could have spent that money on her. Sometimes she can act a little spoiled. So, am I the jerk for giving money to my ex? For my son. So the OP actually added an update to this where he said, I was pretty sure I was going to break up with Anna, but I at least wanted to talk to her first because if she was apologetic, then the relationship might be worth salvaging. She came over and I told her that my son will always come first and that I'm not prioritizing Carrie over her. It's just that if Carrie needs help with my son, I have to help her. I also said that yes, I did feel guilty about not taking my son that week, but it was my money to spend because our finances are not combined and that she didn't have any right to look at my ledger in the first place. Anna responded pretty much how I thought she would. She burst into tears and said that I clearly still loved Carrie if I was writing her checks and constantly giving her money. So she actually didn't listen to anything I said. I told her I was sorry, but this isn't going to work out. And for about a week, she kept calling me to get me to change my mind. I realize now I probably either need to date women who fully understand up front that helping my ex with my son doesn't mean I still love her or women who have children themselves. I feel like Anna was maybe a little bit immature, but I think she also just didn't have any experience dating guys with kids. My son loved Harry Potter world. He got his own wand and brought me one too and was so excited to show me all the pictures he took. And Carrie had a great time too. I was a little sad about the breakup with Anna, but when I saw saw how happy my son was, I knew I made the right decision. When he's out of school for summer, he's going to spend a week with me so Carrie can have some time to herself, so there are no hard feelings there. All's well that ends well. So in the end, he ends up breaking up with Anna anyway. The part that is just strangely unsettling is that Anna would just go through his ledger at his house. She wasn't even living there. Not that it would make it normal if she was, but why would she just be snooping around trying to find out what his expenses are before this whole thing could even be discussed or anything? I mean, she seems to clearly have a deep association with money and love where somebody who spends money on someone must love them and somebody who doesn't spend money on somebody must not love them as much. It's almost like the money in this situation symbolically was love for Anna and that since money is finite, the OP's love is finite and he's using some of that finite love on someone that's not her. This situation actually reminded me a lot of an old 90 Day Fiance episode where the woman who came to America actually came from a person pretty wealthy family back home, but the guy that she was marrying had kids with another woman and he was trying to take care of those kids. It wasn't a surprise or anything, but she was furious. If anyone can remember what that couple was, let me know down below. I can't remember off the top of my head, but this situation seems a lot like that one, unfortunately. And lastly, what the OP is doing isn't wrong or cruel. He's being considerate and he's trying to take care of his kid. He's explaining that very, very clearly. He's not just giving money to carry to go shopping or whatever he said. He's making it so his son can do things that his son wants to do, like go play soccer, go to Harry Potter world. How else would any of that stuff happen if he was at work and couldn't take his son to do that? I know even with all of that, a lot of people would still be upset with a situation like this, but would you? Let me know what let me know what you would do if you were in this situation down below. A barmaid demands that I buy drinks for her friend. This happened right before Christmas, but I'm still mad about it. My housemate and I are both 23 years old. We went to a bar near our house for a couple of drinks. We get there and my housemate P recognizes the barmaid as a friend that was in his university course. I've met her once before and I liked her well enough. So we're sitting at the bar talking about work, life, 
friskiness, aliens, whatever. P and I are getting really tipsy, and at this point, we notice a guy comes in wearing sunglasses. It's 10 p.m., and the bar is dimly lit. He's also wearing a Matrix coat and standing at the bar doing nothing. We think nothing of it. A few hours and a few more drinks later, we are on our way out the door, and I ask for three Jaeger bombs, one for me, one for P, and one for the barmaid. She says, four Jaeger bombs coming right up. I told her, no, I only ordered three. Yeah, four. That's what I said. She holds up four fingers and smiles cheekily at me. I put down one of her fingers and slowly said that she could pour four if she wanted, but I was only paying for three of them. That's not how this works. You buy four drinks, you pay for four drinks. I told her again, I only wanted the three and who was supposed to have the last one. She points at Neo, who hasn't said a word to us the entire time, but who is now staring intently. But I don't know him, barmaid. She looks at me surprised and says, I know him. He's my friend and he looks thirsty. I tell her she can buy him a drink then. I turn and walk out. Now, I didn't refuse out of spite. If I go to a pub, I bring cash with me so I know how much I spend and I don't spend any more. I had just enough cash left for three Jaeger bombs and even if that wasn't the case. It was the fact that she didn't take no for an answer that really pissed me off. And I think she could tell I was getting pissed off with it. I hope so because that's just completely not the way to interact with people. It's a nice pub, but that whole encounter just left a sour taste in my mouth. So much so that if she's still working, I simply won't go in there. So, am I the jerk? There's a reason she waited until the very end of the night to try and pull this off. She probably saw that the OP and his friend were extremely sloshed, or maybe relatively sloshed compared to how they were when they first got in, and thought that she could get away by, at first, teasingly bullying him into buying another drink for this random guy. But then, maybe not even that, just trying to confuse him into paying for the fourth drink. I mean, it almost sounds like she was kind of messing with his mind. She said, that's not how this works. You buy four drinks, you pay for four drinks, as if to try and imply that that's what he was saying the whole time, that he was in the wrong, that he was mistaken. I mean, instead of trying to con the OP, why not just ask, hey, he's my friend, can you get him one too? That way you at least give the guy a choice, an option to see if he wants to do that or not. If he really likes the barmaid, maybe he would have done it if he wasn't in this whole cash limited situation. But if not, that's just taking advantage of somebody who you think is too incapacitated to know the difference. So let me know what you would do if you were in this state of mind and jerk or not a jerk and why. male Karen demands that our radio station change for him. I'm a radio host for a community radio station that plays a lot of indie stuff and there's this guy on our radio station that we frequently have to deal with who we'll call Kevin since he's basically a male Karen. Kevin keeps calling our station complaining that he doesn't like what he hears on our station and demands that we change it for him. We always suggest that if he doesn't like what we play or say he can just listen to a different station. Apparently that isn't good enough for him. He just keeps arguing until we hang up on him. It got to the point that after we'd always just hang up on him he started coming into the station in person yelling and whining to the front desk that he doesn't like our station and wants to speak to our manager. Once I was in the lobby during one of his tantrums and he came up to me and whined, they won't listen to me can you believe it? I just backed away and asked him to leave me out of this. Multiple times we've had to escort him off the premises and threaten to call police if he doesn't leave. We now have his picture up in the front of the lobby so the receptionists know to watch out for him 
and not to let him in. I think the receptionists are instructed to call the police if he shows up again, but I'm not sure exactly. Seriously, why doesn't he just listen to a different station? Why would you expect a radio station to completely change to make you happy when there are plenty of other stations you can listen to? Nobody is forcing you to listen to our station. So what does he want exactly? The most we've gotten out of him as to what he wants is he complains that we're a quote, hippie station full of liberals and millennials that play hippie music. He doesn't like that. And also doesn't like that we're nonpartisan and broadcast unbiased news. He thinks we should broadcast right-wing news like Fox News. We're not changing the very core of who we are to please one guy. We have plenty of listeners who like our station just the way it is, as they're the ones who fund us. We're a grassroots station completely run on donations and volunteers. So, are we the jerks for not changing our radio station? Kevin sounds like he has some issues. It sounds like he is highly fixated on this station for some reason, maybe for nostalgic purposes, maybe because he just has an issue with fixation. And rather than changing himself, he's trying to change reality around himself. I mean, who knows what the history is on this exact radio station? Maybe the exact number, if it's 101.1 or something, used to be something that he connected to a long time ago and is just having this irrational association with that radio station number and his displeasure that he's getting from it out of this entire relatively new broadcasting team. I mean, if they're getting to the point where they have to give the receptionist a picture of him to call the police if he comes in, this is pretty serious because if he goes totally unhinged, who knows what this guy Kevin would do. I can definitely turn into a scary situation, but let me know what you would do if this was your radio station and you had a guy that kept coming in and making demands for you to change it. Am I the jerk for uninviting my cousin, brother, uncle, and dad to my wedding over a prank? I'm a 22-year-old female and I grew up in a family where men prank and tease each other. Ever since my fiance, Tim, who's 23 years old and I got engaged, my brother, my cousin, and my dad and uncle joked about running some tests to see what type of man Tim is. They've done stuff like forcing him to play chess four times in a row, secretly slashed his tires to see if he'd fix it himself like a man, or get help like those, quote, lazy guys. They'd ask him questions like what joke he'd like to tell his future mother-in-law, his opinions on termination, pregnancy, God, equality, etc. They also tested his fishing and hunting skills, overwhelmed him with hypothetical scenarios to test his decision-making ability slash mental strength. They kept calling him slow and soft, but he has a medical condition. He has asthma. But they say that he's just making excuses. I demanded that they stop, but dad said this is just typical stuff men challenge each other with and said that I was ruining the fun. Last week, they took Tim on a three-day trip and hid his inhaler. He left them and returned in seven hours and told me. I was seething after he said they admitted to hiding it as a challenge. I exploded on them when they returned. My cousin asked if little Timmy ran to me to tattle. I yelled that all four of them are uninvited to my wedding. My brother freaked out and said it was just a prank bro and they were going to give it back. But dad says they'll apologize if I insist but Tim will have lost the little respect they'd gained for him and in their eyes will always be the soft college kid who's not up for the challenge. I called him and the others awful and then I left. My cousin is begging that we talk. My uncle has been quiet, but my dad is so mad and now he's getting my mom involved to get me to reconsider the decision, but I keep refusing to reinvite them. My mom is saying that I'm exaggerating and I should let bygones be bygones and not let this ruin my relationship with my family. Am I the jerk for making it my hill to die on or am I exaggerating? Messing with someone's breathing is beyond a prank. The type of panic you can feel when you can't breathe and then you need to find your inhaler in emergency is something that they probably just 
just can't even possibly relate to. It's not just an excuse. It's something that he medically cannot control. That's the type of thing that will lead people into full-on panic states. And not being able to breathe has got to be one of the most scary situations to be in. I mean, what happens if he has an asthma attack in that moment and they're in the middle of nowhere and he's not around them to tell them that he needs that or he can't communicate for some reason? It's just a bad idea all around. And some of the other ideas they have as pranks are really weird. Slashing tires? Tires are really expensive. That's a very expensive prank just to see if he fixes it himself or replaces it himself or if he calls somebody to help him like a lazy guy. There's got to be a better prank than tires. Tires are somebody's entire paycheck. But when it comes to the OP's decision to uninvite them from the wedding, are you on the same page as her or do you think that is going too far? Let me know down below and jerk or not a jerk and why.